You are now listening to the Bulls and Queens podcast, where we have sexy fun exploring the lifestyle and swinging exploits of black bulls, queens of spades, cuckold fantasies, open relationships, seductive interracial encounters, and other kinky shenanigans that are sure to get you off in a very good way. So get ready, ladies, and make sure you take notes, gentlemen, because here is your host, that super sexy, bald black man candy, Doc Chocolate. What's up, everybody? It is your man, Doc Chocolate, coming at you after a two-week hiatus. Y'all, I was missing in action. I was MIA. I had some of y'all emailing me and messaging me and Instagramming me and Twittering me, TikToking me, <laughs> only fanning me and asking, what, Doc, what the hell? What's up? Where are you at, buddy? you know and uh so yeah i apologize about that you guys i was so swamped with work i had a lot of business going on i had personal life things going on and i just want to thank everybody who personally reached out to me and were good human beings just to make sure i was good to go so it's been about two weeks since we published an episode last episode was episode number 41 with the very 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 sexy and sultry ember ray xx and we got rave reviews about her like honestly ember if you are listening to this you like need to do phone sex you need to like be making like five hundred a thousand dollars a day doing phone sex because your voice is like you're that girl with that voice (laughs) all right and if y'all don't know what i'm talking about listen to episode number 41 okay so anyways this episode is brought to you by doc chocolates only fans page which obviously is my page it is my fan page and it is a behind the scenes look at some of the kinky lifestyle activities slash porn activities that i find myself in as a bbc bull in the lifestyle so y'all know me i live the life and i have fun and uh you can see some of my kinkier adventures so this past couple weeks actually i have been busy um and again with that OnlyFans uh page you guys you guys can access that by going to bullsandqueens.com and the first link that is up there that says OnlyFans, click it and you'll be able to subscribe to my page i give out weekly xxx sex videos and they're juicy they're hot usually about 15 25 30 minutes long in that range and definitely (laughs) you're gonna get hooked all right so and even if you're not into that like right just subscribe just to support me in this endeavor so that i don't miss another two weeks all right so again if you guys want to go subscribe it is at 
the first link on bullsandqueens.com that says OnlyFans. You can also go to bullsandqueens.com slash XXX and reach it that way. And the past couple of weeks, I've actually had fun with a lot of people. So some fun I've had has been shoots that I've done, content trades that I've done with other ladies, and others have just been straight up swinging lifestyle hookups, right? So I met up with the lovely couple of Mr. and Mrs. Swinging Rain. This is my second time meeting up with them. They are a very gracious, awesome, beautiful couple. Yes, they are. And so Miss Rain, she knows I always have fun with her. So we were down at the Las Vegas... I forgot what the hotel was, but anyways, um, we always seem to find ourselves doing a 69 position and we always seem to find ourselves like in front of the window overlooking the strip. And usually she is bent over in doggy style and I am just having my way with her. And she is just such a sexy, mature, hot wife. Oh, my God. Yes, she is. And uh, there's this chair that Mr. Rain suggested that we play in. And it was a I don't know what type of chair you call it, but it was one of those chairs with like the curve on it. And it was kind of like a half chair. It's like those chairs that ladies lay on and get painted naked in. Right. And so (laughs) anyways, like we had fun on there as well. So. That was awesome. And then I also shot uh, content on my OnlyFans with uh, the lovely Madame Masters Kitty. So she was fun. And I've actually known her for years. And this just happened to be the first time that we actually linked up together sexually. So that was pretty fun. I met up with the OG of OGs, the Asian hot wife extraordinaire, Mrs. Crystal Davis XXX, and we shot some content as well. And that'll be on my OnlyFans page uh, later on as well. So anyways, <laughs> enough about my crazy fun activities. Again, y'all can get that at the link that says OnlyFans on BullsAndQueens.com. I have a couple quick announcements and then we will jump into this episode. I actually have a awesome interview that I did myself and Crystal Welch did with a gentleman whom we will introduce here in a second. But announcement number one, Hot Wife Palooza number two. This is happening September 23rd through the 24th this year, 2022. And you need to RSVP right now because the tickets are selling out very, very quickly. And I talked to the uh, the owner of uh, Lifestylers magazine. This is who is operating Hot Wife Palooza. And most of their tickets have been bought out. But regardless, it's going to be in Palm Springs, California at the Exotic Dreams Resort Hotel. And you need to RSVP now. There's going to be 36 on-site rooms. There's going to be 15-hour day passes per day available to the people that actually are guests up there. There's going to be exceptionally pre-approved single males. <laughs> y'all ladies need to get out there. Y'all hot wives need to get out there. There's going to be vendor boots and a live podcast by none other than me, Doc Chocolate. 
that's what I'm talking about, baby. I'm going to be up there live and in charge. I'm going to be talking about y'all. Yeah, we can be having fun and we'll get to meet up with each other and y'all can rub my bald head and, you know, yeah, slap my ass. Um, and then I'll also be interviewing people live on spot up there as well in Palm Springs, uh, California. So that'll be awesome. There's going to be an evening DJ and a meal truck. So it's not going to be like one of those, like, you know, janky meals, but it's going to be like a good meal. Okay. There's going to be free photo shoots. Just bring your sexiness. There's going to be goodie bags and free lifestyle magazine t-shirts that are given away. And uh, oh yeah, did I forget to say there's going to be play, play, play. So just come balls are swinging, titties are hanging and <laughs> just jump on somebody's dingling. And uh, Jeff, the body painter is also going to be there as well. And it's, it's going to be total fun, you guys. So to go there, you are going to go to bullsandqueens.com slash lifestyle. And then that link will take you straight to where you need to go to RSVP. So again, bullsandqueens.com slash lifestyle. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. And the second and last announcement, you guys, is this August 18th through the 20th, which is going to be on a Thursday and a Saturday, myself and a few other good friends of mine that love to make content for OnlyFans, we're actually going to be throwing a content party out here in Las Vegas. So basically with a content party, you guys, what we are doing is we have uh, rented out some nice suites on this strip and uh, in nice areas. And a few of us who are content creators, we're just going to get together about uh, about 10 of us at different times and whatnot. And we're just going to have fun. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have laughs, be at the pool. We're going to hang out. We're going to chill. We're going to talk. If you're a person that wants to create content, you know, be it OnlyFans, maybe vids, whatever the case is for your own custom site. All right. Um, just bring your sexiness out there because we're actually going to uh it's going to be about five to 10 ladies, uh, beautiful ladies that we want to get and about five to 10 uh, handsome gentlemen up there that we want to get uh, together and we're going to make content together. So um, and you, you can put two plus two together when it comes to what type of content we're going to be making. We're going to be making some nasty, raunchy, sweaty, like just toe curling content together but it's going to be fun content okay but if you want to attend that event make sure you email me asap at bullsandqueens at gmail.com bullsandqueens at gmail.com and in the subject headline just put down content party and then just write Type in that you want to attend or get details to attend the content party. Okay. So that being said, that was the longest introduction ever in the historicity of podcasting that I have ever done. So let's get straight into that episode. Hello, hello, Bulls and Queens Nation, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bulls and Queens Swinger Lifestyle Experience. And I am here today with two awesome and wonderful, magnificent human beings whom I shall introduce here in just a moment. But as always, you guys and ladies, as you guys are entering into my world, I want to experience your world and I want to hear what's going on in your universe. So please 
make sure you go to your favorite podcast platform, be it Spotify or be it Apple or iTunes or whatever the hell it is. Leave us your best five-star review. Tell an awesome bearded bald black man how much you love him or hate him. You can hate me. It's okay. You can hate me and I will still love you to death. Leave us a five-star review and that works the algorithms and lets people that are awesome just like you find us. And also, Make sure you get your free gift to me from me at bullsandqueens.com. Just scroll down to the icon that says gift and you will get the Cucks, the Bulls and the Queens lifestyle handbook to surviving things. And I said it all backwards and everything like that, but you guys know what the hell I'm trying to say. But it's really good, too. I will give it an endorsement. It's quite, quite good. So very worthwhile. So thank you for that, Doc. Thank you, guest, who I will introduce here in a moment. <laughs> Would you give it a five-star review on Yelp or Amazon? Yes. Yes. Oh, you are so freaking awesome. I love you. <laughs> yes. And if you get the book and you don't like it, I will refund you 10 times the amount that you paid for it, <laughs> which is free. So you do the multiplication math on that. <laughs> All right. That being said, y'all, my two awesome guests. So one of them is a guest host and she's guest hosted with me multiple times before. She is the lovely Miss Crystal Welch from Oregon. <laughs> How you doing today, Ms. Crystal? Doing great. Really happy to have a chance to chat with both of you. This I'm, I'm excited for this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And matter of fact, because you are part of the gentleman who we are going to interview, because you're part of his fan club. So he has a fan I club. I created the fan. Let's be clear. I created the fan club. Okay? Well, I, thought, I thought it was a cheerleading club. Well, no, it's a fan club with cheerleaders. And oh, I'm okay. they're gonna be shirts and everything and official, you know. And, we'll and, we'll send you a complimentary one. <laughs> sexy little sexy little cheerleading outfits, right? Yes, yes. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, 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 male guests who we have not introduced yet. I am not going to wear a tutu or have any pom-poms or anything like that. I'll cheer, but I'm not wearing a cute little dress. Okay, you can wear the fan club t-shirt. Venus and I will cheer. Okay, that's, that's fine. We'll that's agreeable. That's agreeable. All right, so you, you, you got to introduce the man of the hour, Crystal. Well, I'm very, very thrilled to have another chance to talk to Dr. David Lay, who um, anyone who's ever followed either Doc or my podcast or Venus or many of the other uh, content creators author of Insatiable Wives, um, Women Who Stray and the Men Who Love Them, which was a groundbreaking book for me. It was life-changing. I referred it to literally hundreds and hundreds of people. It's so worthwhile. It will blow up a lot of the misconceptions that you have around female sexuality and some of these alternative lifestyles. So I can't I can't be grateful enough for Dr. Lay to give us some more of his time and uh, and for writing that book and doing the research that he does. So we have the famous Dr. Lay here, which we're excited about. (laughs) 
God, it's a pleasure to pleasure to be here with both of you. Um, you know, I uh, have had the opportunity to to do some of these shows with Crystal in the past, and and love the opportunity to to be out there with with thought leaders like you guys. So thank you. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate you. And for those of you guys who want to see what the good doctor is up to, you can reach him in his world at his website, which is dot, uh, which is David Lay phd.com that's david lay l-e-y phd.com and get at him it sounds like get laid you know with last name lay i I was destined to be a sex doctor you know you 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 planned that i know you did really did yeah i just just spelled differently though although i live (laughs) i live in new mexico and in spanish uh lay means law so i've thought that you know as a backup career i could run for sheriff you know under the Under the tagline, lay means law, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I'd be a very good sheriff, though. We're, tr- we're trying to keep you in our corner, so I'm going to veto that. <laughs> well, well, going with the theme of get laid. And I mean, you got the handcuffs as a sheriff. Yeah, I'm you sure go. you can figure something else. <laughs> you know, I like it. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so today, what we're going to talk about uh ladies and gents, is we want to talk about a book that uh, Dr. Lay actually published about five, six years ago. And he published a book. uh, He's also known for Insatiable Wives, which all the cuckoldresses and the hot wives and people that are part of the non-monogamy world loved it. Okay. And that's why he has fan clubs (laughs) and cheerleading sections. (laughs) a woman that want to get get laid. Uh, But there was a book that uh, Dr. Lay authored, which is called Ethical Porn for Dicks, A Man's Guide to Responsible Viewing Pleasure. So can you tell us uh, what the summary is on that book, uh, Dr. Lay? Sure. Um, So... My my second book, um, actually, in between Insatiable Wives and, and Ethical Porn for Dicks, um, was a book called The Myth of Sex Addiction. And I in it, I, I took on the basically pseudoscience concept of, of sex addiction um, and really challenged it based on uh, that it's a it's morality masquerading as as health um, or uh, science. And. Um, that book actually, you know, uh, Insatiable Wives got me fan clubs, but um, Myth of Sex Addiction got me death threats. Um, oh, wow. Because, you know, there are people who, you know, uh, want to blame sex addiction for their bad behavior, and um, they don't like people like me calling bullshit. Well, uh, that book actually got a whole lot of attention, good and bad, and uh, I ended up working a lot with people with people around the world who struggle with their sexual behaviors and uh a lot of them were struggling with porn and uh so for instance yeah i don't know if you remember just like a a couple of months ago there was a guy in the british parliament who got caught looking at porn on his phone during a parliamentary kind of proceeding and I, I, I have treated many guys like that who get caught looking at porn at work or who get in trouble looking at porn um, with their wife or yada, yada, yada. And 
there's a lot of stuff out there for those guys that says, oh, you should just stop watching porn. Porn is bad. Porn is addictive. Porn changes your brain. All this kind of scary bullshit. And it, and it's all this abstinence only kind of uh, approach. Uh, there's a lot of that online. And there's very, very little out there that takes what I would consider a more realistic, um, clinically sound approach um, that yeah, you, might, you might call it a harm reduction approach. Um, Rather than trying to to eradicate this behavior, it, it, are there ways we can try to make it uh, healthier or safer or address the problems? And so um, it was funny. I wrote that book actually three times. Um, my first the the first draft was really yeah kind of clinical and sciency and and crap. And and I kept trying to write the book so that guys would read it because guys don't really read very much, unfortunately. And so I had to write the book in little, in, in, in little chunks that guys could read on the toilet. And then I illustrated the book um, with what I call petroporn that are petroglyphs, uh, rock carvings from around the world that are dirty as hell. I mean, uh, there's nothing in modern porn that doesn't exist in these ancient pictures, um, you know, whether it's a money shot, anal sex, group sex, threesomes, bestiality. Um, I mean, every, the, the pictures are just wild. And so, so we we illustrated it with those kinds of pictures, but by doing it that way, rather than including porn, the book doesn't end up in a porn section, right? It doesn't get relegated to the dirty section of Amazon or whatever. And uh, uh, and and it worked. I mean, I, I I came up with this really accessible kind of approach so that guys could read it, and I I, I wrote it as though I was having a beer with a guy, talking about, hey, you know. Do you watch porn? I watch porn. What do you think about it? You ever have you, you ever have problems with it? And 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 sort of went at it from there. And it was really cool. After after I wrote the book, this guy read it, and he had struggled with with porn in his marriage. And he came back to me. He was actually a Mormon, and he came back to me and he said he he said. I, he said, I get it. He said, porn for me is the same thing that a vibrator is for my wife. Porn is a, just a tool to help me get aroused the same way a vibrator helps her get aroused. And I, I, I really kind of cussed him out because I was like, you son of a bitch. Why didn't you tell me this before I finished the book? Right. It's <laughs> a perfect line to put in there. Um, but I was really glad that he got it that way. And, and that has been the experience of a lot of folks that have read it, um, uh, that hopefully it changes what they think about porn and, and it invites them to think about what porn is and isn't for their sexuality. Pardon the interruption. If you're a cuckold gentleman, a stag, a voyeur, or maybe you're just a woman that likes to watch amateur BBC porn, if you are, I got a question to ask you. Do you want to follow Doc Chocolate's sexy ass adventures in playtime that I have with the most gorgeous hot wives, queens of spades, and milfs out there? Now, if you answered yes, then you want to go ahead and pause this episode right now and go to my website at bullsandqueens.com and subscribe to my OnlyFans page. So that's going to be at bullsandqueens.com. 
bullsandqueens.com and click that button that says OnlyFans. And what's going to happen is you're going to get access to my personal collection of videos, pictures of my kinky lifestyle adventures in my playtime that I have with my friends with benefits and you'll also be able to chat with me and the other fans and also do custom requests and i am on there daily so for access to my only fans for a limited time only you guys i want you to go to bullsandqueens.com click that link that says only fans and join the fan club i'll see you on the other side now back to the spicy episode Beautiful, beautifully said. And I'm still looking for the petrol porn glyphics. You have me very, very interested. I'm like, ooh, BC yeah. porn. Oh yeah, check, yeah. Oh yeah, check it out. There's this. Um, uh, uh, there's a lovely book called The Serpent and the Sacred Fire, and it's a collection of erotic rock carvings from around the world. Um, and and I base some of the the drawings in my book from that. Um, there's there's this. Um, I I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and there's lots of uh, uh, petroglyphs all around New Mexico. And there's this one that I found near my old house that it's this little um, this little guy carved in the rock and he's got a big penis. And um, and but the funny thing is that settlers later carved in a cross next to him to counteract the, the, the pagan power of his big penis. And uh, I include that picture and story in the book because it's a it's a really good example of the fact that most of the issues that people struggle with around porn and sex um, come out of religion and moral conflict. Um, and, you know, I mean, when we talk about cuckolding and hot wifing, the the things that people struggle with and the things that pe- that make people excited is that, you know, you're not supposed to engage in infidelity. A real man isn't supposed to share his wife with other men. And they feel naughty about it. And that naughtiness helps them get excited. But it also creates some of the stigma that they experience um, from other people in the community that, you know, that, that, that view them as, as immoral. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And Crystal, do you have a follow-up question? I do. I, and I've been wanting to ask you this uh, for a while. Um, I'm so interested in your unraveling this whole porn thing. So from a female standpoint, my the sort of the thrust of my writing and podcasting these days, I'm trying to sort of de-porn, at least cuckolding, because as a female, I'm sick to death of the shame. And, uh, and what I've noticed in you know, the hunt that we've been on perpetually for eight years trying to find the right kind of respectful bull or lover. I'm trying to change my language altogether instead of cock, you know, a a one-sided consensual non-monogamy. And instead of bull, I want to use lover, you know, to sort of humanize this so that it's not so freaky deaky for everybody else, because there's a lot of people peeking in, trying to say, where do I, how do I, sounds interesting. Where do I go? How do I fit? So my question to start off with is, the particular challenge that myself and many women that I know um, 
that porn seems to have hijacked um, relating to the human being sitting in front of you. Uh, you meet a new person, a new lover, and he's all pornified up here. And instead of like stopping for a second, who is this woman in front of me and how can I relate to her and how can I excavate her a little bit so that we can both have a great experience? That seems to be, it seems to me anyway, to have been lost to porn. And so I don't know if that's true or not. It's just my perception. But uh, the follow-on part of that is what do we do about that? You know, but my only answer is to try and de-porn, you know, relating to people in a sexual way. So I don't know. I, I, I will just have to acknowledge that I giggle a little bit when you talk about that that's the thrust of your current work, because um, I, I imagine there's plenty of thrusting in your in your current activities. Only if I'm lucky. <laughs> I, you know, it, you're, not, you're not wrong, Crystal. The, um, but here's the distinction is that porn is fantasy the same way the 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 fast and the furious movies are fantasy or the avengers are are fantasy the problem is the people who don't understand that it's fantasy the problem is the people who watch porn and think it's realistic and so for instance there's a there's a, a a big surge right now of people mostly younger people in their 20s engaging in choking during sex and that that is uh, and that is actually correlated with uh, people that watch more porn. Now we don't know that watching more porn is causing the choking, but what we do find is that the people that are engaging in the choking aren't talking about it. They're, they're not having a con- consent-based kind of discussion around how to do it safely or appropriately or you know with agreement. And that's what's that's what's missing. Um, porn is lovely fantasy to help us escape from the real world for a little while. But we need people to better understand what real sex and relating is. And, and I know within, um, within cuckolding and, and folks in the hot wife uh, sort of lifestyle and stuff that a lot of people come into that lifestyle being exposed to the, to the fantasy from porn and then they struggle how to make it um, a real reciprocal, mutual, honest, consensual um, life, which requires communication. Porn right. doesn't show the communication. Porn doesn't show the negotiation. You know, porn makes anal sex look easy. You don't need lube. You just jump in. It doesn't work that way. And... I think what we need is more people, Crystal, like you and Venus and Doc that are out there talking about, okay, I know this is the fantasy, but here's what the reality is. Here's how you do this in real life. What's interesting, though, is that we didn't, you know, really even before I wrote my book, um, there weren't many people out there talking about this as a reality. It wasn't allowed to be. So I think you being out there now talking about the reality versus the porn fantasy is an amazing evolution. Yeah. Well, it's, it's born purely out of 
the frustration of wanting to have, you know, for, for my husband and I, what we do is perfectly normal. Neither one of us have ever been happier and more fulfilled. Uh, I want to be seen as normal and the lovers that we meet, I want them to not think I'm an actress that they just saw in the last porn video, that I'm a human being, you know, like excavate me a little bit, be curious a little bit. Don't think that, you know, I'm going to come into this with some sort of script that exists only in your head. So I've not really figured out how to solve that other than, you know, say Um, no a lot, but I, I wish I didn't have to. Do you know the uh, the New York lady, Cindy Gallup? Um, she's got a, a website called Make Love Not Porn. And um, it is uh, amateur um, uh, submitted porn, but it is intended to present, um, you know, eroticism in more realistic, healthy ways. And, and Cindy, she's a pretty famous business person, actually, um, who uh, she's got a TED talk where she talks about uh, that she got she loved she enjoyed having sex with younger men, but she got tired of them acting like it was a porn. It was a porn clip. Right. And so she wanted to um, start talking to people and educating people again about about what real sex is. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to be looking her up. Thank you for that. And I can say this um, as somebody that's a shot of porn or two or a hundred. Um, it's definitely <laughs> has been a hundred, but uh, it's definitely a fantasy. So um, when we're shooting, it's all about angles and looks and lighting. And it's not uh, the most comfortable if you say, because, you know, you always want to have, um, like uh, Dr. Lay said earlier, a money shot, right? <laughs> and I, most people that do any type of uh, amateur porn or whatnot, um, they're mostly, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm very exhibitionist, like in my nature, you know, I love, you know, people watching me and uh, that just kind of gets me off as well. And so, What I would say is to anybody that's listening to this is um, if you watch porn, that's not that's not the real thing. There is communication. There is talking. And you never, ever, ever go into a woman anally without any type of lube or warm up. (laughs) If I ever catch you (laughs) trying to go anal without lube, I will beat your ass. (laughs) And that was that was actually part of the reason that I wrote the book was to ethical porn for dicks was to to help um, guys be able to have that conversation with themselves and also to help them recognize that um, they have the ability to be thoughtful about the porn they watch. And so you know, can they choose to, you know, follow you, Doc, and go to your website and purchase your porn so that they know the money um, that they're spending to watch the porn is going right to you and the people you perform with, as opposed to some, you know, shadowy company in some other country who is just stealing your porn and putting it on their website. Right. Um, And, and, and what I, what, what I like to say is that, you know, if you feel badly about the porn you're watching, if you feel badly about your porn use, a lot of times 
it is because you feel like there's a moral conflict, right? That you're ashamed. You feel like you're watching people being abused or you're taking advantage of people. Well, you can deal with that moral conflict by changing the way you use porn. The same way if you feel guilty that when you drink Starbucks coffee, you're drinking coffee you know, from people um, that was collected by people that are slaves and don't have the ability to, to, you know, to, to, to be economically free, you can buy fair trade coffee. You can buy fair trade porn too and make sure that you're supporting performers like Doc who are doing this in an ethical, thoughtful way. Yeah. Good point. Thank you for that. That, yeah. that was really helpful. That was helpful to it use porn is. responsibly. I think that's yeah. a new idea that I haven't heard bandied about very much. But that was, man, yeah. that was we all have, yeah, we have choice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Hey, have you heard? There's a new matchmaking service called Venus Connections, and it's for single women and single men who are looking for a loving, cuckolding relationship. If you are a single woman and you think this might be the kind of relationship that you might like, you can go to bullsandqueens.com slash Venus. Yes, that's me, Venus. To get more information and some little goodies about discounts. So write that down. That's bullsandqueens.com slash Venus. And so uh, going back to something that you said earlier, Dr. Lay, in regards to uh, porn and it, uh, you challenging the, the notion or the preconceived uh, thought of the community that uh, porn can be an addiction. Uh, do you believe that in like some aspects or some scenarios it could be an addiction or do you believe that that's all total BS? So mostly I believe it is total BS. And I think that what it really is, is a distraction um, okay. that uh, uh, there are a couple of really important points to make. One is that <clears throat> First, whenever we talk about porn-related problems, we have to recognize we're actually talking about masturbation, that 90-95% of porn use is accompanied by masturbation. Uh, most men stop watching porn when they have an orgasm, right? Porn is a tool to help them be aroused while they're masturbating. But there's a whole lot of um, moral folks out there who don't want people to masturbate but they hide that moral agenda by saying that they're actually opposing porn. Yeah. What they're actually opposing is masturbation, right? They don't want guys jerking off. That's, that's number one. And so we have to be really thoughtful about, um, is this about porn or is this about masturbation? Then we have to recognize the fact that porn, so-called porn addicts, don't actually watch more porn than anybody else. They feel worse about it. Why they feel worse about it is that the, uh, the main predictor of identifying as a porn addict is growing up in a religious household. Yeah. So these are people who grew up religious with very narrow definitions about what kind of sex is permissible. Now they live in a world where in a moment's notice, they can jump on their phone and see all the porn they want, but they, they, they haven't resolved that internal conflict. And so they engage in the behavior and then they feel guilty and ashamed about it. And then they blame the, these bad feelings on the porn 
as opposed to taking responsibility for wrestling with their feelings and attitudes about porn. Now, we do see um, people that are struggling with porn, oftentimes within relationship, because one partner wants more sex or different kind of sex than the other partner. And so they go to porn as an outlet. But they never taught. And then when when there's a problem, again, they blame the porn for it as opposed to the mismatch in the relationship. I, I, see, I see many, many people coming to me saying that they're struggling with porn. Overwhelmingly, the porn is just an indicator of other problems that haven't been addressed. I want to help people address those real problems. I'm much more interested as a therapist in talking about the person not the porn. Wow. That's great. So basically it's uh, uh, from what you're saying is that when people talk about porn, it's uh, basically them trying to address the, the surface level issue and they're not going deeper in addressing what's down deep, which would be uh, masturbation, which obviously it goes against uh, Christian tenets, uh, religious tenets and all that. And, and- and masculinity. There's, uh, you know, all yeah. online stuff. There are these online communities that are telling people, you know, don't masturbate and, and such like that. And sadly, they are um, filled with racism, white supremacy, anti-Semitism, incredible levels of misogyny. And it's these, uh, I mean, frankly, even the Nazis, the Nazis told the Hitler youth not to masturbate. Um, because it was a way to kind of manipulate them and make them feel ashamed of their desire to masturbate and then control them. Um, we see a lot of this same stuff of saying, well, if you masturbate porn, you're not a real man. A real man, you know, can get a woman and satisfy her with, you know, his giant hard penis and doesn't need to masturbate and everything else. And then that just creates all of this shame and conflict that, points people at the porn as opposed to these values. Again, I want to talk about the people. Boy, this is so huge. You just chunked a bunch of things into place for me, Dr. Lay, because um, you, I, I believe you're a thousand percent right that the inability for a couple, let's say, to communicate, it's easier to blame porn than to look inside your relationship and wonder if your communication needs some support or some help or to look back in your history and wonder if the messages you received as a child were highly judgmental. And, um, you know, that's much more painful for people to look at. So it's much easier to blame porn. I get it. I finally get it, man. Thank you so much. There was I this, got my money's worth already. Okay, you got you got the money shot. Um, <laughs> there was this uh, there was this guy I, I, I treated, and actually kind of relates to the the the, the earlier story. Um, he got caught looking at porn at work, and, um, uh, and and I asked him a question that I ask all these guys: What kind of porn are you watching? Because it really actually does matter. I think that that mm-hmm. helps us under the, the kind of porn they're watching. Oftentimes, it tells us something about their sexuality, their, their, their sexual interests, their needs, their fantasies. And he was watching um, water sports porn, porn with urination. And um, we worked on lots of other issues. He, he was depressed and he wasn't dealing with the depression. He was bored at work. He wasn't dealing with the boredom when, and watching porn at work was a way to deal with those feelings. 
which is oftentimes the case. Many men use porn as a way to cope for with negative emotions, particularly stress and depression, because porn turns off those feelings for a while. When we're turned on, our um, our brain doesn't think about the things we're worried about. Um, but along the way, I asked him, I said, you know, does your, you've been married 10 years. Does your wife know you're into that fantasy? And he goes, no, I could never tell her that. Well, that's one of the reasons he was watching this point at work because it was safe to not watch it at home. So we did role play in therapy about how he could go home and tell his wife that this was something he was into. And he was just terrified, terrified she'd reject him and shame him and judge him. And he came back the next week and he was so excited. He was bouncing on the edge of the couch. And I said, well, how'd it go? And, and he said, dude, she's into it. They'd never talked about it. They'd never shared their fantasies. And um, afterwards, after they talked about it, communicated about it, like you just said, Crystal, now, like once or twice a week, she would pee, he would watch her, and then they jump in bed and have crazy hot sex. He no longer had to watch this fantasy in secret. Wow, that's big. That's so big. That's big. And so that's what I ask people to do is to to think about the porn that they watch when they're not masturbating to it. And, and, that, and that's a funny thing, but when, when we are turned on, our brains are kind of turned off, right? We, we have sex goggles that, that turn on and we become more impulsive and less self-controlled. So I ask people to think about their sexuality, to think about the porn they watch when they're not turned on. How do, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that fantasy or that porn or that behavior, do you think it makes you a bad person? Do you think it says anything about you? And where did you get that feeling? Now, let's talk about those values and those conflicts. Let's talk about, it sounds like that fantasy of a hot wife, for instance, is super important to you, but you don't have that in your life. What? why not? Why didn't you ever try to integrate that desire into your life in reality? What, what do you think that would be like? So I think we can talk about porn and have it lead us to a conversation about the person and about their relationship and about their choices. That's where I want to go. That's golden. Uh, just one other question. I don't, I don't want to cut you off, Doc, because I know you have other questions too, but I get a lot of questions exactly on this topic and mostly from men saying, how do I talk to my partner about this? You know, not all of them, they all, every, all of us need to be in therapy. We all probably need that, but how, what, what is the best advice you can give, you know, for Ugh. the average person just trying to open up this, these difficult topics that are so shame, yeah. so shamed. I mean, I suppose it starts with them looking inside and trying to figure out what makes them tick and then being able to communicate from that place. Up. But I don't know. Yeah. I, it, that, that self-awareness, definitely. But also, I think one of the biggest places is to practice listening, um, to ask their partner um, what they think about 
this stuff and about porn and about sex um, to ask their partner, do you have any fantasies that you've never shared with me? And what would it be like to share them with me? The, uh, we can, the better we can listen and accept our partner, the more likely they're going to be to be able to listen and accept us. Um, you know, and, and, and then I, 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 I tell guys, you have to understand that women are women and, and religious people are taught that porn is evil, that porn is destructive, that porn is all about abuse, that, por- that you know, um, that uh, uh, it is infidelity. And we're not going to be able to change those beliefs or ideas unless we can be empathic and compassionate with our partner for having them. Um and then start talking. One of the things that, I, that I'm really super proud of is um, I do trainings for, for sex therapists around pornography. And I've had a number of women go through my training that had, had came from religious backgrounds. And then they've come to me afterwards and said, oh, my God, you've changed the way I think about this stuff. And I realized that I had I had shamed my husband around this stuff and never even realized it. Wow. And what's one key advice that you would give to people that do have a religious or spiritual type of upbringing? Right. So uh, as for myself, speaking personally, um, I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian household, but uh, we were very, very like deeply rooted. My wife and I in the Christian uh, uh, church for literally all of our 20s. Right. And, you know, I still have a lot of those moral beliefs. And I've talked, uh, spoken with others in the lifestyle who also came from that type of upbringing. Uh, so what's one thing or activity that you would give to those people, Dr. Lay, that are struggling with that shame and all of that? Um, first, I'll say, Doc, you know, you're not alone. That actually the the research finds that. Um, most uh, most people that are in swinging um, uh, came from religious kind of backgrounds, more conservative kind of backgrounds, although they don't practice that anymore. Um, here's the thing, though, that, that I tell folks is really, really important. Don't engage in behaviors that you're ashamed of until you sit down and examine your beliefs and where that shame comes from. Um, And you get to decide as an adult, whether those beliefs are things that you want to still be present in your life. So the example I, I give often is, you know, a lot of us of a certain age, were raised in households that were pretty racist and pretty sexist and pretty homophobic. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of us now reject those ideas. So how did that happen? We as adults looked around at the world and said, you know, some of the things my dad did were pretty sexist and shitty, and I don't want to act that way. We can do the same thing about some of these uh, religious and sexual beliefs. Um, We also have to recognize that the modern religious war on sex 
doesn't necessarily reflect a lot of religious history. Um, you know, the, the Christian church for many, many years um, incorporated a lot of healthy sexuality. I mean, if you look at the Song of Solomon in the Bible, it's all about sex <laughs> and, it, and it celebrates sex. Um, but now we've got this religious war on, on sexual freedom that is kind of scary. That's about politics. That's about social issues, not so much about a person's relationship with God. Um, and, and so I invite people to do some exploration around those issues. Again, I invite them to think about these things, not just do them. Because if you just do this behavior that you feel ashamed and guilty of afterwards, it just creates this spiral of shame that gets worse and worse and more painful. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. And thank you, Dr. Lay, for your wisdom. And you have an event that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, you got to tell us about that. So, uh, well, thanks. Yeah. So I do, uh, I do a lot of trainings with a group called the sexual health Alliance and, um, their group that's based in Austin, Texas and Denver, Colorado. Um, and actually you can find, um, hard copies of my book, ethical born for dicks on their store, uh, on their website. It's the only place, only place in the world right now where you can get a hard copy of ethical born for dicks. And they're a group that does trainings for sex therapists, for sex educators, counselors, um, and for the general public around sexuality. And, uh, you know, I, and for one reason or another, I uh, uh, got pretty lucky in that I have, I get the opportunity to speak in the media about sexuality a lot. And I've been, I've been in New York Times, I've been in Washington Post, and I've been in Playboy and Hustler and I get to talk about sexuality in lots and lots of different places. And there's a lot of other folk that want to learn how to connect with the media and share their messages and ideas about sexuality. And so we put together this training, a two-day training, July 30th and 31st, um, about um, how to engage with the media and how to be a sex expert and how to, how to find what your message is and then how to... Uh, how to learn how to identify the media places where you can put that message out and start changing the world. That's been the cool thing is that I, I've gotten to be a little part of changing the world, whether it's about, you know, accepting cuckolding um, or challenging um, the idea of sex addiction. And I know that there are a lot of other smart people like you and, and, and Crystal who have really important, powerful messages that we need to get out there too. And, and I want to help you. Thank you. Thank you. And where where can people uh, sign up for that, Dr. Lay? Um, on the uh, so the, the uh, sexual health alliance dot com is the is the main page um, uh, and um, uh, click on events and, and it'll pop right up. All right. So we're going to have some really super cool speakers. We've got a, mm -hmm. um, uh, a star from a, a current reality uh, show, I think called The Circle. Um, uh, Chris Donahue, who hosts Love Lines. Um, uh, uh, we've got the, the oh, um, uh, the uh, one of the founders of the Moan app um, is going to be speaking for us. Um, and it's a really diverse group talking about 
how we can use media to get these health, these messages around sexual diversity and sexual health out there. Great. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you guys and ladies go to sexualhealthalliance.com, sexualhealthalliance.com, and then scroll down to the link or the box that says events. And uh, is this going to be uh, an ongoing thing or what's the? Um, well, yeah, I, I'm betting that it's going to be pretty popular. And I think that it's probably something we're going to do maybe every year or so. We okay. may also create some, uh, depending upon the interest and response, we might actually create some um, uh, kind of coaching groups um, uh, out of this. So, for instance, you know, um, people that are uh, wanting to share messages with each other or people that want to practice right, how, to, how to write a pitch to a journalist about some of this stuff. We might put some groups together where they can get some coaching on that. Oh, that would be great. That would be so great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Crystal, Thank you. you know, I, I have a lot of respect for your, your business um, entrepreneurship. So if you think it's a good idea, I'm happy to hear that. No, no, that's big. That's big because, you know, most of us just have an idea or two that we think we want to share, but lack a lot of the infrastructure. And that's one of the reasons that we have the vibrant fan club that we do, because you have facilitated some structure around these important conversations. And then what the Sexual Health Alliance is doing uh, is is really golden. It's golden, valuable, because it takes a lot of people, a lot of voices, and a lot of infrastructure to switch the public perception on anything. So it truly takes a village. Absolutely. And, you know, Crystal, again, you were you were part of this um, back in January when we had the, you know, the first ever, um, you know, Cuck Week. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we initially started that as a promotion for the audio version of Insatiable Wives that released then and has done fabulously. Um, but then it grew into, hey, let's use this as an opportunity to change the message around cuckolding. And we got some really cool media. I mean, Dan Savage covered it. Yes. His podcast. Um, uh, We got some cool, cool attention to the issue. And that was also part of the learning um, for us about this and about how we could, we could talk to people about how to, how to, how to platform their ideas. Right. Right. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, it was definitely a movement and keep the movement up. It was, uh, yeah, it was actually when I first got started on Twitter and uh, back in, I think, January, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is all this cuck week stuff? I was like, what is cuck week? What is cuck week? I saw, I'll see it all over the place. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. A lot of energy, a lot of energy around that. And uh, it's going to be even bigger this next year. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm already talking to Ryan. It's going to be a, bi- a really big thing this next year. So. Awesome. Well, are you guys ready for, before we jump off of here, are you ready for rapid fire questions? Oh gosh. All right. Go all for right. it. Hey, Dr. Lay, you got your bulletproof vest on? <laughs> actually i have a bulletproof shield in my briefcase that i carry around for safety just hold it up in front of me are you being serious oh yeah 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 seriously. that's like a okay so that bag that you just lifted up looks like a indiana jones bag yeah it kind of is it's this, it's this pretty cool briefcase that my dad gave me when i got my phd wow 25 years ago um, wow so you can hold it up, and if somebody's shooting, it will actually. It, it, what's it got? Yeah, Kevlar in there? Yeah, I've got a bulletproof panel in it. 
You know, it's kind of sad that a sex researcher has to carry bulletproof gear, but I'm glad you have it. I'm just glad you have it. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, yes. Well, and and I mean, kids nowadays, like, they're selling backpacks like that now that I think of it. Yeah, because of school shootings, which is horrible, but yeah. yeah. So, okay, rapid fire. Uh, Dr. Lazy, answer this first, and then Crystal. Bees or ants? (laughs) Bees or ants? Well, not bees because I got stung by a bee and it turns out I'm allergic and my face swelled up real bad. So ants for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a cheap shot for me because I remember I saw that and I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, you got into a fight or something? And then you're like, no, it was a, it was a bee. And then all these women, they're like, oh, Dr. Lane, no. oh, I'll nurse you to help. <laughs> Crystal. Boy, uh, I uh, feel a little unprepared for this one. So let's see. Um, well, here's an easy one: cuckoldresses or hot wives. How are you? How are you answering my question with the question of yourself? That's cheating. <laughs> over with yeah, is that how you? Is that how you people in Oregon roll? We do. We so just roll over question. everything. We just roll over everything. Hey, you see how you didn't even answer my question? Okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cuckold dresses or hot wives? Um, oh gosh, uh, I two sides of a coin. I can't choose. Can, can I have one of each? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I Kyle, will. Ra- ra- I, I will raise up on what Doctor Lay said, and I don't want one at a time. I want both at the same time. Of course you do. Okay, I'm going to answer your question now, Doc. I don't want either of those bees or ant things. I'll take a red panda, and that's all I want. (laughs) (laughs) Red panda time. All right. (laughs) Next question. BBJ or BJ? Well, a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. So so Crystal's looking confused. She's like, what the fuck? All right. BBJ, Brazilian... (laughs) Oh, oh, Brazil, BJJ, BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm sorry, I missed it. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So BJJ or BJ blowjob. Now, now that's even harder. Um, yeah, so I've been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for for uh, 17, 18 years, and it's a big part of my life. Um, um, if I had to give one up, I, well, you know, I actually, I think I would give up getting blowjobs because I prefer to give oral sex than receive it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I see you. I see you. See why he has rabid fans. (laughs) Hey, I've heard, um, the way to a woman's heart is, through her clit in your tongue, if you do it well. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's pretty yeah. much true. All right. Miss Crystal, do we well, need to ask I, you the same I don't have a or? clue what British, whatever jujitsu thing is. I, I have no idea what that is. So I've got to go with blowjob. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, thank you folks for being a part of this uh, podcast. And uh, once again, uh, you ladies and the gentlemen that were listening to this, uh, please make sure that you reach out to our guest, uh, Dr. J. Lay, PhD, and also to Miss Crystal Welch. And Crystal, again, what is the best ways for people to reach you on your social media and your websites? 
Uh, Crystal Welch 99 on Twitter, and you can do go to crystalwelch.com. Those are the two easiest ways. Awesome. Thank you. And you're welcome. And Dr. David Lay, what is, again, the best way for people to reach you at? And give another over, uh, quick uh, voice notes, whatever, on the Sexual Alliance meeting. Yeah. Um, so uh, July 30th, uh, it's a two-day uh, training. Uh, you can find it through the uh, sexualhealthalliance.com website. Um, and it's uh, engaging with the media, how to be a sex expert. Um, your listeners can find me on Twitter um, at Dr. David Lay. Um, again, that last name is L-E-Y. Um, or my uh, website is davidlayphd.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lay and Miss Krista Welch. So thank y'all, you sexy woman and you handsome gentlemen for being a part of this Bulls and Queens experience. And please make sure that you get at Dr. Lay and Miss Krista Welch. So until next time, y'all stay sexy. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Dr. Lay. Thank you, Crystal. Doc, nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, sir. Cool. Thank you for listening to everybody's favorite black man candy, Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast. If you would like Doc Chocolate to help you host your next fun and kinky private party, or you want info on his next monthly Las Vegas Bulls and Queens play party, or you'd like to have him pose as a nude or semi-nude model for your next girls' night out or bachelorette party, Make sure you go to www.bullsandqueens.com right now and fill out the form on the website to contact Doc. Again, that's www.bullsandqueens.com. Until next time, bulls, queens, and cucks, stay sexy.